G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lechdog and I'm joined by one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Damo, how are you? I'm good, Lech. I'm good, Lech. I was with Patch by myself last week, but I've traded up and brought you in and I think it's an upgrade, to be honest. Well... I think it is too, to be frank. I was held out last week. I thought it was a terrible decision with the coach, but that'll teach me. I will not be drinking again at a team meeting. All right, well, I want to say thank you to Telebeats, first of all, because Telebeats brings the beautiful music to you. You can follow him on Instagram, at Telebeats. Speaking of Instagram, Demo, we've got some news. We do have some news. Uh, basically, uh, the Jock Reynolds Instagram is going to be back up and running. We're going to be posting some uh, Instagram-specific content there. Uh, the great Foz Daddy is taking that on. So if you're on the gram, as all the children and the kids and the hip teens are calling it, the gram, you can follow it. Just search Jock Reynolds SC and you'll find it. Um, pretty exciting. We're going to be doing some cool stuff there and promoting the podcast, do all that. Helps us out if you give us a follow and double tap some photos. Also, if you head there, Damo, you'll see a photo of me in my Coach King's glory, which a few of you might remember and a few of you might enjoy. So you'll have to go check that out at uh, Jock Reynolds SC on Instagram. I think I've done all right there, Damo. I think I've got that plug out of the way. You did very well. Thank you. We... I'm going to go through the news first, Damo, but community, if you are listening, you've seen it in the title, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, we will be talking about North Melbourne and the St Kilda Football Club today, continuing that series. But to start, Damo, we've got some news. And uh, do you want to take us through the big one first, the big bloke down at Melbourne? So last Friday, I think it was, Max Gorn injured his knee, but they were saying that they were going to get him back running today. I don't like it, Damo. I don't like a big man doing his knee. I love Maxi Gorn, but it scares the living, bleeding crap out of me. Uh, they, I don't think they said he's... I think they said, and I could be wrong, you could correct me, Damo, here, but I believe he's not playing at this stage in the preseason. We're going to see him in round one at the earliest. Is that, is that the vibe you're getting? I've heard so many different time frames for his injury, I don't know who to believe. I've heard... Four weeks, I've heard two months, I've heard he'll be back for the start of the season, but he's out for six weeks. I've heard so many different things that I think you need a contingency plan. And I I tell you what, Demo, I feel free. As a man who had locked in my rucks uh, six months ago, I feel free. I've taken Gorney out, I've slapped in O'Reilly O'Brien, in, uh, in uh, Baron advised me to do that, and... Jeez, it looks beautiful having Riley O'Brien there. His numbers were wonderful last year, 517k. It's given me cash to splash, baby. And I'm excited. I like having Max Gorn out of my team. And I know that's crazy, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Damo, is there anyone else we should look at? Like, oh, what about... And now I'm going to be facetious here because I think it's a shithouse call unless you've got him in your last, last spot on the bench in a draft or uh, if you're in a dynasty league or something like that. Um, Braden Proust, what do you reckon, man? Is he a good pick? No. He's a pretty shit pick. Damn it, who is a good pick if you don't have... Uh, if you're going to go Gornless, which I've done, um, and Riley O'Brien's obviously a good one, but who do you think we should be looking at? I quite like the look of Scott Lysett. I like your thinking, but go on. Talk me through it. Step me through the Scott Lysett train. 
over his over the last nine games that he played, I say that he played because Ken Hinckley dropped him for some unknown reason. Because Ken um, Hinckley's a terrible coach. That's why Ken Hinckley dropped Scott Lysette last year. Continue. He was averaging 121.2 over his last nine games. That's a lot of points. I'm looking through there. There was a 180 in there. So there was a couple of sub-90s, but like 86 and 85. Like The man's got a ceiling. Can he raise his floor this year, Damo, if he's the number one option? What do you mean, if he's the number one option? Who who, who, who else have they got? They've got... Charlie uh, Dixon, ever heard of him, mate? The living corpse? The zombie? The man from the dead? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to be serious, he's probably an, he's, he's, he probably is challenging for that number one ruck role, but um, they traded he's out Billy Frampton. There's no Paddy Ryder. They've got Peter Laddams and who? No one else. No one else. All right, we'll run through a couple of... A couple more options, very quickly, Damo, very quickly. Rowan Marshall at 600k, saves you 100k. Uh, I know people are scared, crapless, because they bought in Paddy Ryder. I would still very happily slot him into my team if I wasn't trying to make a little bit more cash out of the downgrade. Uh, Jared Witts had an injury during the preseason, and then you're looking down at a Ben McAvoy who is getting played in defense at the moment. Uh, Nick Natanui? He's one, 457k. He's someone you'd roll the dice on as a Max Gorn replacement. No, I I personally wouldn't. Um, he's either going to score you 130 or 30. Um, obviously Noah Bolter. He's too good. You wouldn't select him. And then there's a man we're going to talk about who averaged 112.2 very shortly. But Damo, we've got some more news from Melbourne now. Do you want to take us through what happened today? Harley Bennell has been signed as an SSP top-up replacement player. I'm excited. Down at Melbourne, uh, it's already been confirmed that he'll be mid-only. What do you think his price is going to look like? If if Champion Data is going to be kind to us, which we know they... Uh, they giveth, they taketh away. They are a cruel but harsh but firm mistress. Yeah, I, he should be 102k because he hasn't played a, ga- a game in two years, I think it is. Um, but I think he's more likely to enter in at the 130k sort of mark. Probably a similar price to uh, maybe Nakaya Cockatoo or something like that. M- maybe a little bit cheaper than that. So, so, so even a little bit more than 130k. I um, I'll tell you what. At a at 100k, he's a lock in my team. At 130k, I'm less I'm less bullish. And at 140k, uh, God forbid he get that price, he he's a no from me. Um, we know what he can do. Blah blah blah. Everyone in the world said it. Blah blah blah. He's played 12 games and he's broken 8,000 calves. I don't know if you break a calf. He's probably not going to get on the park, and he's probably not going to work out. But if it does, I'm waiting until uh, he's about to. Rise in price before I jump on because you got to limit that risk as much as possible. Um, but an interesting one to watch. Is there any other news around the traps, Damo? Are we going to get into our team analysis? I think we should jump into the team analysis. All right, let's start with North Melbourne, Damo. I'll tell you what, though, I'm sitting here on the Supercoach website. This is going to be a little bit of a complaint, a little bit of a happy. Now, I'm partial. 
because I'm a very unhealthy person, to some KFC nuggets. And I've only just started doing my team the last few days, doing some research, really getting into it. I've seen 7,000 ads for KFC nuggets with Zinger sauce. And Damon, I'm going to be obese by the time this season's out. I may die of a heart attack. So if I do, I just want you to know, I want Fantasy Freako to sing at my funeral. Can he sing? I don't care. He owes me if I die due to the advertising on this page. Um, not saying it's a bad thing, just saying I'm going to get fat as hell. Uh, North Melbourne, Damo, do you, do you want to take us off uh, with uh, your locks for North Melbourne Football Club? It'll be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. There's not many of them, is there? No, I was going to say Todd Goldstein, if Gorn doesn't get up, is a very viable option. Um, he doesn't really give you a lot of money to play around with in the downgrade, but he gives you some money nevertheless. And um, he's probably, he's been probably the third or fourth ranked Ruckman for the last three years or something. So you're, you're not, you're not going to lose a lot of points and there's not going to be that much to jump it when Gorn does return. Cause I believe you'll want Gorn in your final side. Yeah, I th- uh, look, he's not going to generate your cash, that's for sure, but he's going to generate your points. I'm just looking through his, his stats here. Since 2013, he's had one off year, which was 2017, where he was 89th overall. Every other year, he's in like the top 20. Like last year, or the year before last, he was 8th overall. Last year, um, in. Uh, uh, sorry, last year he was 8th overall. The year before he was 18th overall. This man produces points. Um, and post-buy last year, here's his scores. 131, 148, 132, 124, 132, 118, 123, 176, and 69. His only bad score was a funny one, and that was against Max Gorn. So I think he's a fantastic selection as a Max Gorn replacement. He's not going to let you down. He does only get you about, uh, what's that, 80, 85 K to play with around the traps. I'd like to, if I'm going to downgrade, take a punt and get another hundred or so K. But Damo, he is. Um, you look at those numbers. It's hard to say no. Like, call me crazy. He he's potentially worth even warranting a selection over a healthy Gorn. Nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. A little outside the box to start with Goldstein over Gorn if Gorn is fit, but um, it's not something that you could. You could say no to outright because there is merit behind it. Speaking of merit, Patch, if you're listening, uh, can't wait to see Zachy Merritt at the Tigers or the Blues next year uh, after being omitted from the leadership group this season. And by the way, last season, Maxi Gorn, 26.96 points. Then you look at Toddy Goldstein, not far behind, 24.69, 200 points difference. So... I think oh, there's a discussion to be had. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the other locks at North Melbourne. Da- Damo, is there any? Uh, not really. Well, let's go through who might potentially be a lock. All right, Ben Cunnington. He had a career best year last year. Can he repeat it at 550k? Um, at 550k, I would prefer to jump on someone like a Stephen Canelio. Oh, God, that, that gets me going, Stephen Gnigliog. What about uh, uh, Sean Higgins, who didn't have a great 2019, um, only played the 17 games. What about him? 
He's 515k. He's probably the most talented player on that list. I'm going to get some hate for saying that. But is Sean Higgins someone we could consider? Well, a little birdie has told me that he might be currently in Patch's team. (laughs) Unconfirmed. Mate, you... That man has a problem. He can't help himself. If At least I barred myself from selecting Daniel Rich last year. Turns out it was a bad move. To so, Patch, if you're listening, I'm sending help because Sean Higgins can't be a selection that you make in 2020. That's insanity. And I think the only other player demo you would consider uh, in your forward line, this man, Jack Zebel at 493k. Is he a bit of a pod starting premium after a... a, a a crap first half of the year last year. Not a crap, but an up and down first half of the year last year, followed by a, well, also up and down second half of the year. But when he played midfield, he looked good. Is Jack Zebel someone that you have considered? He's someone I was considering when they first released the positions, but I hadn't really thought about him until just now. That's because you have no reason to think about North Melbourne, because why would anyone think about North Melbourne? I'm feisty today, boys. Demo, let's move on to... Uh, do you want to do Rookies next? Because it's going to be short as well. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card! We could probably skip that whole segment, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, because the rookies are are all... The rookie bias players are all new... Well, the only one you'd consider is a new face, isn't it? Like, who, who did they bring that's realistically going to play? I, Ooh, I don't see it. Let's, let's, let's talk about a rookie that's not going to play but he's going to be very good tactically for your supercoach team. And his name is Charlie Common, or Combin, however you say his last name. Ruck forward, 117k. He is this year's Tony Olango. The great Tony Olango. Pour one out for the great Tony Olango. Uh, Do North Melbourne have a particularly favourable VC uh, captaincy loophole draw? Yes. Fantastic. Lock him away, everyone. Put him on the bench. Uh, would you rather have him on the bench than uh, someone who's scoring points? I like... If, you, if you're going to have Charlie Common or Combin or however you say his last name um, on your ruck bench, I think you got to pair him with Darcy Cameron so you can switch him. Darcy Cameron, 123k, 123.9k or whatever it is on... Uh, he's a ruck forward too, yes. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Um, well, the next player I want to talk about, Damo, in terms of uh, rookie-priced players. I mean, can we sneak in Tom Campbell if <laughs> at 199k, ruck forward, if Goldstein was to, uh, I don't know, have both his legs fall off? Tom Campbell might be someone you'd look at, but he probably still wouldn't get a game, would he? You can't see my face right now, but it looks like I bit into a lemon after you said that, so... <laughs> Okay, well, the actual player I want to talk about is a breakout player, so let's go to Breakouts. Damo, Aiden Bonner, are you buying the hype? 202k. Uh, he is on my March series watch list. I need to see him have midfield time. I think... Uh, community, we need to bloody be paying close attention to this man. Um, statistically, there's no reason to believe in him. But at 202k, uh, a sort of senior, not a senior, but an older player, big body, they lack a bit of that in the... Uh, I mean, they got 
Cunnington and stuff. But the, he'll he'll play for North Melbourne this year. So, you know, 202k. Can he make enough cash to warrant a selection, Damo? Let's say he averages, I don't know, 70, which I think is a, a, probably overs. But anyway. I think, to, to be completely honest, I think that if you're going to select Bonner, you don't select Raul. Fair. I think I'd... I've said this a couple times. I, I've got Raul in my team. But I think um, I think his best mate might be the option. What's his best name, man? Noah Anderson. I think Anderson might be the sneaky best rookie out of out of this draft from a super coach point of view. That's my that's my hot take. But I'm currently selecting Matt Rowell. The Marsh series will tell us more. Okay, so here's the thing, Damo. We're in the breakout section. Who's going to break out for this club? All of their players are mid price players. Every single player on this list, outside of the three potential or the four potential locks we talked about earlier, are bloody mid prices. So here's a list of names that people say they're going to play this year. They're going to have a big role. They're going to break out. Dom Tyson. He reckons he's playing. He reckons that he's going to play consistently. He reckons he's over his inches. 287k. I liked him like two clubs ago. Um, what about Paul Ahern? Ahern, a female Hearn. Is he ever going to make it? He's a defender mid. That'd be a great swing set. I don't know if he can break out. Luke Davies, Uniac. Are you going to show me a little bit more this year? Forward midfielder. And and then you're going up to players like Jai Simkin, um, bloody Trent Dumont. Are any of these players, Damo, of super coach relevance to you? No, not really. It's really... One of them has to break out, surely. Or is it going to just be Bonner? They bring him in, he's the one that breaks out, um, and the rest just continue to be middling players. Reese Shaw, he's got a job on his hand to bring that club into some relevancy. They've got to be... There's talented kids on that list. Like, Davies Uniac is talented. Um, I do like Jai Simpkin. He's talented. Aaron Hall, I think he's overrated, but I do like him as a player. One of these guys has to take the bull by the horns. And then that brings me to another question, Damo, because we were talking about this before the podcast. Scott Thompson retired. That's a significant chunk of points that's missing as well as that role, that intercepting role. That's, uh, he got a lot of intercept possessions and marks. Um, that role's now vacant. Can someone like a magic door step up? Who in the defense can step up and take on more of that role and get some more of those points? Well, Magic Door is rated elite almost every year by a champion data, um, regardless of the amount of games that he plays. So will we see that elite player really come out and help us in a supercoach sense in 2020? So Magic Door, defender, 339k. Um, what did he do last year? Did he Did he actually end up getting on the park last year? No, was it the year before that he was toying in defense the yes. end of the end of 2018 yeah so the end of 2018 post by uh 255 so then he had an 85 a 107 a 70 111 92 101 89 74 people were excited by that he was playing a bit of a defensive role i just don't know you miss a, you miss a, a year in the game we know he's had his troubles i just i worry about that i think someone who becomes more relevant uh, again, and he pops up every few years. Um, Jamie McMillan, of all people, I think he's going to increase in points. And I think come the buy time, some people are going to be looking at him going, yeah, I reckon he's going to do it again. Um, 
Averaged only 81.6 last year, 81 the year before. But he has patches where uh, he pumps out a few tons. And I think uh, I think he's going to get a few more points. I still don't know if he's going to be relevant. But yeah, that's my thoughts. Basically, it's a shit fest. This North Melbourne super coach list. Talking about North Melbourne, sending me to sleep. Yeah, and all two of their fans that are listening are going to be falling asleep as well. Um, is that an insult that only two people are listening, or is that an insult that they only have two fans? Unsure. All right. Uh, what's it, the next Is it segment? insulting to us that we only have two people listening? We've got more than that. I've seen the numbers. Uh, uh, I guess we could finish this off with New Face, even though we've talked about one of them. Um, and I guess the only other new face we need to talk about is, uh, we don't even need to talk about him, we just mention him, is uh, Josh Walker. And not Supercoach relevant, so let's move on. Let's move on to the St Kilda Football Club. Alright, let's look at the St Kilda Football Club now, and um, I think they're much of the same as North Melbourne, to be honest. But Damo, they bought in 500 players in the off-season. They must be good. How good? Um, how good are they really? And we won't really know until they play. Uh, and I'm rambling here. Who are your locks from St Kilda, Lek? It'll be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. Players I'm not personally locking to my team that I would consider locks. Rowan Marshall, 598k. I know that they've bought in Paddy Ryder, but I mentioned it earlier. I don't really care about that. I don't. I think everything will be fine. I think Ron Marshall will maintain his average, if not slightly, well, maybe like a one point either way, 109 to the over-under is 110 for his average. I think he'll be fine. Um, but then my next lock, like, I think it's uh, Dylan Roberton at 280 or 260K, uh, given... He plays all the preseason matches. Um, I'm not enthused with too many regular super coach selections in this team, similar to North Melbourne. Damo, could we sell a could we sell a Seb Ross or a Jack Steele to the community or a Jack Billings? He's mid only now. He must be better. No, I I think if Jack Billings was a forward, I could probably sell him, but he's not, so I can't. Yeah, what about Jack Steele? Is he going to be the one that takes it to the next level this year? He tackles a lot. Did you know that? I did know that. I I, I wouldn't. Um, I know people who are considering him if he shows good Marsh series form, but I'm not. 70th, 70th ranked player last year with an average of 95. Uh, it's not for me. I Look... There's no one I'm locking into my side from this team, realistically. Robin, and if he's healthy, and I can find an extra 100k to upgrade a rookie. Yeah. But other than that, Damo, like, I don't like the look of anyone. No, I... From a lock perspective. From a lock perspective, no, I don't think I particularly like anyone either. Damo, how about we do new faces, because... There's more new faces than there is breakouts. We may as well go through and talk about them. Um, let's go most expensive to least expensive, and let's start with Bradley Hill. He uh, he he broke your heart. I know you were sad to see him go. Um, talk to me about him. 
Oh, not Supercoach relevant. Why is that? Is it uh, just doesn't play a role that's friendly to Supercoach, just doesn't deliver the output? Tell me about Bradley Hill, um, because I I never really think about him. He's he's more suited to the other fantasy format, um, but he doesn't accumulate the ball enough to or do anything that Supercoach scorers love to bring him into Supercoach relevancy. And one thing that I noticed when he was at the Dockers was he can't hold on to tackles. So he doesn't, so he's not very defensively minded. That's one of my most hated things when people miss tackles. (laughs) Also, side note, if you're trying to tackle Dustin Martin, why are you running into his extended arm? People, I reckon people do that as a cop-out because they don't want to have to run and try and actually catch him. Anyway, sidebar. Bradley Hill, 84.2 average last year. His career-high average. I agree with you, Dan. I think he's a one-way runner. And and look, he might be good for that for the St. Kilda team. He's probably better than whoever they were going to run on the wing anyway. But yuck, not for me. <laughs> Paddy Ryder, Damo. 449k forward ruck. Any relevance here in the traditional format? No. I took a long time to think about that, but no. (laughs) I think you took too long, um, because we can move right along. Now, this man's not a new face this year, but Dan Hannabury apparently tearing up the track after falling down some stairs. Wowee. Dougal Howard at $376,000. Defender forward came over from Port Adelaide. Is he a man that will give you any sort of relevance? Maybe he'll break out, Damon. What do you think? No. Okay. All right, we're getting. I'm not. You're not feeling. You're not feeling with confidence about all these star recruits they brought in. And Domo, they brought in like five players, so it has. They have to be good. That's the theory, isn't it? Well, okay. <laughs> right, you might have shit talked all the other ones, but what about Dan Butler? You can't tell me that Dan Butler is not going to be a good selection. Who's Dan Butler? Um, well, look, at this list never ends. Ryan Abbott, who I didn't even know uh, was still in the league, apparently he plays at St Kilda, um, is uh, as a 250k bad ruckman something that will entice you? No. Oh, God, oh, God. Okay, well, we... Uh, um, okay, I skipped this man. Uh, what about uh, Zach Jones, 465k? Is he someone that we can think about selecting? Average 85.7 last year. And No. Well done, St. Kilda. You wasted our time. Uh, let's move on to the breakout players. You know you make me break out. Hunter Clark. Demo. Defender, 402k. Had a reasonably good uh, year in second year in uh, 2019. Um, missed a chunk of games throughout the year, but didn't miss a game after the bye was up and down, but pumped out a 120, a 105, a 98, and a 111 with a high scores, and a few 60s in there as well. Is he someone who can take on a, a Supercoach-relevant role at St. Kilda, and someone that you would consider in your Supercoach side? He he is someone I would consider. Um, I can see the argument for him, but it's an awkward price tag. It is an awkward price tag, and there's a lot of things to consider. Does uh, He was playing without Robertson last year. Um, does that affect him? Does that affect him positively? It can affect him positively. Um, 
there's a lot of question marks. One that I'll I'll be very closely watching over the Marsh series, but um, not one that super excites me. Um, is there anyone else, Damo, that you think can break out in the uh, white, red, and black? There's lots and lots of talk about Jade Gresham finally doing it, but um, he could also be just a perennial tease. I just don't love his career, like, stats. I just don't love what he brings to the table. I know in Supercoach terms he had a a pretty good year last year that he missed the back end of the year. Uh, pumped out, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, six tons from his uh, 19 games, but... Even if he pumps it up to, if he pumps it up by six points to an average of ninety, I'm still happy to try and grab that later rather than invest now because I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card. Damo, last year Saint Kilda provided us with a number of rookies that, by the end of the year, actually turned out to be half decent rookies. Callum Wilkie was among them. Uh, who was the other bloke? Nick Hind was up there. Um, Matthew Parker stuffed us around a fair bit. Is there anyone in terms of rookies that you think uh, will warrant selection this year? Because I'm not a rookie man, but I see one name there that you'd consider selecting. Well, if you want someone who's going to play every game he's available, uh, you could probably look at a Max King. And I know that key position forward rookies are generally a no-go for... Supercoach, but I think I think he's probably one that might be an anomaly to the usual rule, um, just given his numbers at junior level. He's the one that I had in my mind as well. Not currently on my team, but you know when it comes to uh, lockout for round one, which is just uh, about what forty four days away. What does the ten- what does the countdown say? Forty three days, twenty three hours and 57 minutes. Um, when that timer is, gets to zero, if I need another rookie, he's going to be one I'll slap on my bench and uh, probably be punished for, Noel Bolter style. He'll he'll smash out 10s and 17s, and then he'll have that one game where he scores 146 because he's kicked seven goals against the Gold Coast Suns. God bless the Gold Coast Suns. All right, now those te- two teams are out of the way, Lech. Thank We've God. got the March, the Marsh series on the on the horizon, and we'll all be looking at players um, that need to show us something in that series before we can lock them into our Supercoach side, or maybe we just need to say something to put them on our watch list for, for later in the year. We, me and you, we've talked about it. We've all got three players each. Uh, you want to start with your first player, Lech? All right, I'll start pretty boring. Um, this man, I've been saying he's locked away in my side. He's not 100% locked, but it's Sam Doherty of the Carlton Football Club. Uh, we know what he can do when he's on the park. Bloody best defender when he was last playing, but that was a long time ago, 436k. Just just need to see, A, how the back line starts to shape up with Nick Newman in there, with Cade Simpson in there, etc., etc. Um, and just need to see that he's fit and healthy. And everyone's saying he is, but... Uh, touch all the wood. I just need to see it with my own eyes. What about you? Uh, number one on my list is Luke Parker. 
just only because I've been weighing up some of the cheaper midfield options and I need to see that he isn't going to be pushed forward by them trying to blood some some new players. And Because um, when he is playing midfield, he's probably one of the most reliable scorers within a certain score range. Um, and Fantasy Froco point, pointed out not that long ago that he was one of the most reliable midfielders over the last three or four years. So um, I am just need to watch to make sure that he isn't being trialled at the very least elsewhere. Uh, who's your number two, Lech? My number two is a very uh, inside baseball, inside supercoach uh, selection. I know the Phantom loves him. I wrote about him in the Herald Sun the other day. A little plug there. Check it out. Uh, it's on my Twitter feed. Jordan Dawson of the Sydney Swans, defender forward uh, 467k. Just want to see what he can produce. And side note, I'm also going to be watching his teammate Harry Cunningham, but he's that's just for, uh, I just like him. Um, so yes, Jordan Dawson, just want to know where they're going to be playing him. There's a danger that they play him up forward at times. That'll tank his score because he's a, a solid utility. But if it's mostly in defense, um, I think he's going to be a pretty valuable little option. Damo. Uh, we just talked about him, but I am watching Aiden Bonner like a hawk. I need I need him to be playing midfield for ninety percent of that game. If he's not playing midfield for for at least ninety percent of that game, he's gone. And I think that's I think that's fair enough. And I think counterpoint, you'll then be watching Raul and Anderson and all those guys around the same price at the same time, uh, just. To, just so you've got an immediate swap if you need it. Correct. Right, my third and final watch is, uh, and it makes me sick to say this because he wears terrible colours and plays for an awful football club, um, James Warple, uh, who is a genuine 100% out-and-out gun. Now, I need to see him with Tom Mitchell on the side. I'm pretty confident, even with Tom Mitchell on the side, that he will uh, improve on last year's output this year. Um, but I'd like to just see how that midfield's lining up for Hawthorne. There's reports that uh, Chad Wingard's playing and training exclusively in the midfield has dropped a few kilos. So there's a, there's a bit of the, a bit of question marks over the the midfield there. But he's one I'm dead set on. He's in my team. But I just need to see how that midfield lines up. And Damo, I believe your third selection is a pretend name that you made up. Um, a bit of a rookie, Smokey, that hasn't been mentioned. In any publication, Jarvis Pina, $120,000 mid, uh, mid defender um, at Frio, was their first selection in the most recent rookie draft. I think he is a very, very good chance to play round one. More of a cashews man myself than a Jars of Peanuts, but I'm sure he'll be okay if he gets a game. That's a little nut-based humour. Thanks, Lee. I got that. <laughs> I think we need to wrap this this sorry excuse of a conversation up, Damo. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, community. It's always a bloody pleasure. We love you. I'm Lechdog. You can follow me on Twitter at LechdogSC. Check out the article I put in the Herald Sun. And I'm actually writing for our site as well at the moment. Got a big, big article coming out. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast, subscribe, rate us on iTunes because ratings are fun. Um, 
Follow us on Instagram, Jock Reynolds SC. Follow us on Facebook, Jock Reynolds Supercoach Community. Follow us on Twitter, and you can follow Damo on Twitter at Damo SC. Thank you for joining us today, Damo. It's a bloody pleasure. It's been good. Been good. It's um, been interesting with the selection of teams that we chose or I chose, but um, we've gotten through yeah, it. You really, you really stitches up on that one. Um, but you know, it could have been worse. I'm not sure how, but it could have been worse.